Welcome to the Vertical Go-To-Market Podcast, where you'll discover new opportunities to grow your business from seven figures to eight from the world's most successful agency and B2B SaaS executives. I'm your host, Corey Quinn. Let's jump into the show. Today, we're joined by Ronik Patel. Welcome, Ronik. Hey, Corey. I'm super excited for our conversation. To kick things off, could you please share a little bit about yourself and your background for those listeners who may not be familiar? Hey, everyone. I'm Ronik Patel. We run a white-label productized agency called Unlimited WP. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into my background, which is in genetics. And from there, somehow, I ended up running an agency now. That's awesome. Could you share a little bit more about what Unlimited WP does? Yes, Unlimited WP, as I said, it's a productized service, and we help digital agencies uh, with WordPress development. Well, that's what, what we do, but what we are really trying to do is help those agencies uh, grow their profits, save time, and scale their agency. And just for the listeners' uh, context, what could you share about the size of WP, maybe the number of employees, number of clients, or revenue, anything you're comfortable sharing? Uh, yes. Uh, in terms of size, we are 100 plus team member in-house now. Uh, uh, we are in seven figures, uh, mm -hmm. reoccurring. 100% of our business is uh, reoccurring. Uh, we have offices in Boston, which is really just two people there. Uh, and our entire rest of the team is in India, uh, which is our development team, project managers, QAs, and a bunch of other people uh, assistant to make sure that our uh, expert WordPress developers can do uh, what they need to do best. That's awesome. So two two in Boston and then 98 in, in India. Yes. Well, we are at 107 <laughs> right now and nine are, nine are joining next month. Okay. Exciting. So, you, so you're, you're growing and that's, that's beautiful. What is your role there yes. as the founder of the business? Uh, over the, the past few years, it has, uh, there's many seeds that uh, I'm leaving empty. I'm leaving it behind me. Uh, I'm mainly <laughs> on strategy right now. Uh, strategy acquiring, uh, strategic growth is what I would say 80% of what I do uh, right now. And the rest 20% is everything else. Yeah. So we'll dig a little bit more into that in a second. But first, you, you uh, believe, how old is the company? How, how long have you guys been around? Oh, eight years. Eight years now. So Could we have rebranded... We rebranded about uh, three, four years ago, but like eight, okay. eight years in total. Yep. Cool. I want to. I want to understand the rebrand. I want to understand kind of the whole background that led you to a hundred plus person company, seven figures, productized service, targeting agencies is where you're at today. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Awesome. So, how did how did WP uh, Unlimited WP start? Oh, so this is like a. Uh, Pre-rebrand, Unlimited WP came into picture in uh, towards the end of 2019. Up until that point, we were just a traditional agency that helped clients with different types of web projects from, uh, you know, web application development to WordPress websites, e-commerce websites. Um, sort of like we were one of those guys where you can, if you ask us anything nicely, we will do it. Uh, right. Even if we didn't knew, uh, we'll put all the time and energy to learn uh, those things and we'll do it. And, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sure your listeners are familiar that, you know, at after some point you realize uh, that it's really good as a hobby, not as a business, because uh, you're not really scaling. Uh, you're stuck, you're frustrated, uh, you're spending way more time uh, in your business than in your personal life. So really from all the angles, you're trying to escape that somehow. 
and we were at that position and this is i'm talking about this is 2018 uh, when yeah. that you know the topic of niching uh, finding your niche and then working in there becoming expert authority in that uh, i mean that that's been a sort of evergreen even now people talk about it but for me yeah. uh, it, it you know once you realize that you need to do something you start seeing that uh, everywhere around you uh, and that's what i was seeing and we finally niched down into this uh, digital marketing space uh, even within technologically speaking we also niched down and we said we'll only do wordpress uh, mm-hmm. but we sort of have asked it uh, where you know we kept our original website uh, we added a page and where we said oh well we do this uh, but we kept uh, everything else too so the home page was the same but there was just this one page saying that oh well we do this right and that didn't really uh, help that didn't really take off but we did uh, got those agency clients and we started learning uh, how we can uh, serve how we can serve them better what are the, their pain points uh, and you know all of that led eventually uh, led into then rebranding uh, into unlimited WP. Uh, yeah. yeah. So in a way, from a high level, it sounds like you specialized in two ways. The first one being who you served, which eventually was uh, digital marketing agencies, uh, number one. And then number two, the other way you specialized in what you do. So instead of being sort of a, an agency that will do you know, generic, quote unquote, internet marketing, websites, PPC, SEO, you decided to focus in on a specific service, which is WordPress websites, it sounds like. Yes, exactly. That, that's right. Okay. Okay. So take, take me back to, I guess, 2018. What was happening in the business that led you to believe that, hey, I needed to, we needed to focus. It sounds like that you focused on agencies first and then you went down the productized service route. Is that sort of the sequence of things? Yes, yes, that okay. uh, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. Going so back, yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, I was just saying, uh, going back to that 2018 to answer you, uh, it's yeah. from you could say from none of the perspective it was working, right? Like let's say marketing, uh, mm. that wasn't working because uh, when you are that generalized, it it's hard. Like you know, what are your marketing channels and uh, and not only that it wasn't working, also. Uh, after getting productized, we learned so many things that we didn't know back then. So also mm-hmm. that was another disadvantage. But uh, for example, marketing wasn't working. Uh, if the marketing doesn't work, the sales typically uh, doesn't work either, right? Uh, fi- financing or just working with those uh, clients, uh, getting the team to train on something, right? Because one project you're doing, which is on Magento, and then the next you're doing on WordPress, you can't be expert at all those things. So you're just doing research and just learning, learning uh, every day non-stripe. And that, that's not a recipe to uh, scale, right? If you want to scale, then you're doing handful of things that you know uh, how to do it. And you're continuously, you know, delivering those same things over and over and over again. So you have proper systems and processes, uh, processes in place to deliver that. And that's when you, you know, you become profitable and you start growing. So none mm-hmm. of those things were basically working uh, back in 2018. When you say your marketing wasn't working, what does that mean? Uh, I would say it wasn't working in the sense where we didn't have a direction. Uh, that, you know, we would try Facebook ads uh, for two months and then we'll try Google ads. And then we hear, you hear somewhere, oh, you should have a lead magnet. Then we're, okay, yeah, well, let's build a lead magnet, right? And then you try that for six months. 
And then you go, well, this uh, takes awfully long to build up your email list. And uh, somebody tells you, you need to have tens of thousands of emails, right? Then you could really do email marketing. And then you try, you know, so it's just basically trying different things. Uh, and, you know, you get leads here and there. Uh, again, not a recipe to scale a business. Mm -hmm. So you're in that moment. And what led you to decide on agencies as a primary focus for your product? So now that that was mainly just how we were structured uh, is where the team is in India. Uh, mm -hmm. I was born in India, but I've been in States for about past 17 years. Uh, but team was in India and uh, there is that uh, time zone difference uh, for in order for uh, for me, uh, you know, at that point to communicate with all the clients and then getting all the work over to offshore, the team actually gets all the work. There is a limit how many people or clients or projects I can deal with, right? So it was, and then we accidentally, uh, this is probably in 2016, uh, we had an agency client. And then, mm. you know, I realized that I could have, we could be working on 10 projects, but I'm only dealing with one person, which is the agency. Mm -hmm. And th that really helps with the model where we can scale uh, without, uh, uh, having that uh, the front-facing staff that we need uh, on the state side. Uh, so that just seemed attractive to me that, okay, this could be a good recipe uh, to grow. And we are not talking about that today, but the whole reason I started this business was that I wanted that flexibility uh, where I can live in states, I can live in India. Uh, you know, my entire family, friends, they're all in states in a way. Uh, but for whatever reason, I did wanted to go uh, come back to India. And by the way, I'm in India right now. I'm returning yeah. uh, back next month. And, uh, you know, I wanted the roots back in India. And that that's where I'm like, okay, agencies, uh, from that perspective, it made sense and nothing else. So in other words, you would have, instead of having one project per one client, you'd have one client with multiple projects kind of simplify the the customer uh, relationship and also streamline things a bit. Is that fair? Yes, yes, exactly. Okay. And so you had that one agency client and you saw, oh, there's some scale here, the potential for scale here. How did you build momentum with other agencies? Like how did you get the next agency and how did you grow uh, that focus of your business on agencies? Just word of mouth, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and trying to really hunt those agencies. It it wasn't growing at the speed it, it's growing uh, right now. Uh, I think we probably got to the point where we had 10 to 15 agency partners because we did niche mm -hmm. down, right? And it took us probably a year to get there. And then we had those and that's when we started seeing that, well, we can't even handle this many agencies uh, because the, the work, there is no predictability in how much work you'll get when. Uh, so we don't know how much devs we should hire, how many we should have uh, hired, you know, before we uh, enroll agency partners to work with it, because there's no, but even though they're agencies and they have, they represent, you know, one agency could represent 50 clients, but we, we don't know how much of that work we are actually getting it, right? So uh, as we were getting those agencies, it was still, uh, there's no predictability into how much work we will get. Uh, so again, that that's the same problem with the scale is if you don't know that, then we could keep adding the partners and that really means nothing because there's no reoccurring revenue coming from it. It's just the hope that yes, they could bring a lot of work to us, but with uh, uh, no guarantee on when uh, that could happen. How did you manage that? Like what did that, how did that play out from sort of that first agency client to having a handful of clients? How did you, how did that end up working out with regard to the, the amount of work per agency 
And how did you sort of load balance that? It, it, it was great. I mean, you know, having having more partners, I mean, we definitely had more work than before. Uh, but it's almost like it was seasonal thing, right? You could have mm-hmm. certain months when they all needed our help. And then there were certain months when they uh, didn't need our help. And I think there was, it was a couple of instances uh, when I got overexcited that, oh, well, there's a lot of work. Let's hire. And back then, I think we had like nine people uh, to put that into perspective. So we were like, okay, l- l- let's hire. And then we hired. And uh, those same partners then didn't have a work, right? And then we were like, okay, well, uh, that's going to eat up on the, the all the profits from the previous month. Uh, and then again, we got to work. And, you know, you're, you're sort of trying to catch this uh, pattern before, like exactly, you know, oh, let's hire now because th- there will be work. And there were a couple of instances when we were both wrong, like both times we thought it would happen, it didn't happen. And the times yeah. when we thought it wouldn't happen, uh, there were a lot more work than we could handle it, right? And I think those were the pain points that ultimately led into uh, getting into a product-based service. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, it was it was like that, that we would have partners, but still um, how much of work we get out of it, there's no certainty on it. And so before you productized, you were doing basically any type of WordPress uh, related development for an agency. Was that generally the relationship or was it more defined than that? Uh, yes, we were doing anything WordPress and also just like we still have our the, the original agency where we still had direct ah, clients okay. we worked with. That was All probably right. 80% of the business. Sorry, I should have said that. That was still yeah. the 80% of the business. Uh, the, the after working base. on that, it was just 20%, yes. So, so just to feed that back, so 80% of the revenue at this time, 80% of the revenue was sort of outsourced digital marketing services. 20% was website, WordPress websites. Is that correct? Yes. 80% was like a large custom uh, sites build. We were lucky to got land okay. this project from uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. We got a project from mm-hmm. Starbucks. So, I mean, I'm not saying we were doing, we were doing bad. It was just, I wasn't happy with the, how those projects were coming and going. You know, we would land something big, but then we may not land anything big for another six months. So again, no predictability into it. And that's why we were on the side. You know how, like, I have seen lots of agency make that mistake that we made it back then is you try to do these things on the sides. You're never like ready to fully commit to it 100%. And we, we were one of those people where we didn't commit it to 100%. So on the side, uh, we were, you know, uh, trying to niche down. Got it. Um, during that year transition, I want to kind of dig into that for a second, where you went from one agency client to a handful. You said you it was through word of mouth. What did that look like? like how did you um, promote word of mouth? How did, was there any, was it just happenstance that they referred you? Or what, could you t- talk more about that growth period? Yes. So I, I should be clear. Actually, uh, really word of mouth is just me being present on uh, different places where agencies were. Uh, so okay. it, there's a coaching program where there's all agencies go there while I was also there, uh, you know, brand from uh, you gurus uh, sure. that 2016, 17, 17 is when I joined you gurus. So I was hanging out with a lot of agencies uh, that and I think there was another group and uh, in, in Facebook groups just hanging out with uh, where the agency audience were. Right. And then just making those natural connections there. Uh, and getting business uh, from that perspective. So it That's wasn't like awesome. word of mouth as a referral type of word of mouth, uh, more just like me being in the places where uh, the agencies were hanging out. Yeah, uh, I've heard those places called like watering holes where the agency owners go to kind of connect and network. And so you started to participate and join those 
uh, those those communities. It sounds like. Yeah, and I, yeah. I to be honest, joined the, those places before we selected agencies as the niche. I joined there mm. to, to go there to learn myself about things, right? And then I discovered, well, this could be a niche. And then I saw that there's two advice. I can be here to actually learn. And then whatever the networking happens, that also helps with the business, right? Uh, another yeah. reason why we then, you know, decided to, to niche down uh, in there. Because the more and more time you spend with that, the more we were understanding that market uh, better than anyone else. And we were ourselves for agencies, right? So understanding those pain points very clearly. You know, when they say, all oh, my content is delayed uh, from the client, we exactly know what that means because, you know, we have mm -hmm. been uh, on the sides just waiting for the content from client for forever, right? So that uh, in that their pain points, the, those exact pain points that those were our pain points just a year before that, right? Uh, so, so that really uh, helped to relate with them. And then when you propose them a solution, right, it's just that there's that trust and they understand that you understand them, right? And, mm. and that really helped us to go from that one to 10 plus agency initially. Would you say that your background as an agency helped you to grow the, the business faster within the agency market than if you were not a, a traditional agency? Definitely, yes, I would say yeah. that. Hey, it's Corey. Almost every day, I talk with agency owners who are frustrated with getting their outbound program off the ground. The truth is, too many agencies are too dependent on inbounds and referrals to grow their business. We all know that it's getting harder and harder to generate inbounds and that it's just not a sustainable way to grow your business. I'd like to give you the six secrets for driving consistent ROI from your outbound that I learned as Scorpion's chief marketing officer, where we doubled the business from 20 million to 40 million just by adding outbound to an existing inbound only program. It's a free six day email course that will transform your outbound from broken to consistently driving new sales opportunities. You could sign up and get the first secret right now by going to getoutboundroi.com. That's getoutboundroi.com. Now back to the show. So you were doing the um, the agency services for agencies, mostly web development, sounds like. And at what point did you productize on WordPress? And what was that journey like? Yes. So uh, again, we're still in 2018, right? And all of this is going. You're trying to niche now and it's working, not working. I don't know what's happening. Uh, you know, still not satisfied with... Uh, you know, the, what you hear people, oh, if you niche down, this could happen, that could happen. I wasn't seeing any of that, uh, right? And I mean, I didn't know that I was doing it all wrong, but still I didn't know uh, that not really getting those uh, shiny benefits that people talk about. Uh, so I stumbled <laughs> upon this Facebook group. Uh, uh, it's called Productized Services. Uh, mm -hmm. And I stumbled upon that group and the person who ran that group, Robin, uh, he had this ebook, uh, and it was, it was a pretty interesting thing. He did this where, he had a shared Google Drive and he did, uh, I'm going to build this ebook in 24 hours and live. Uh, so, you know, you you are on that Google Drive and you're seeing him uh, build that uh, ebook. People are commenting on the side. It, it was just fun experience to just see that. And I was following that and, you know, I was seeing how he was building that. And it was, those were the early days where productized services were just uh, uh, coming along. And I, I saw him, I saw that ebook and I saw the things that he was mentioning. And then, you know, I went like, what if, if we were to do this, right? Because we understand the agency market. Uh, we looked around and nobody was doing it in the WordPress space. So that was kind of scary. Mm. Like, why is nobody doing it? Uh, but then we, we thought about what if we do this, right? And it wasn't a long time from that realization 
to the moment. I think probably within a month from that point, uh, we had rebranded into Unlimited WP. We closed down the previous, in a way you could say we closed down the previous agency. And yeah, we were Unlimited WP. Uh, that, that, that was a very quick change. That sounds like a bold, quick change. Why, why were you so convinced that that was the right path? I, I was convinced that uh, we had to do something drastic because uh, we can't just keep doing that forever because at that point, I was already doing that for probably about five years or so. And, you know, when you don't make profits for five years, you live on your wife's salary. Uh, you know, there, there's a point where like you're about to throw in the towel, right? Like, okay, I'm done. Uh, I had said to my team, you know, during those time that guys, if this doesn't go through, like we're done. So that was like our last uh, attempt that, okay, you know, we will do this. And if this works out great, if this not, uh, I'll do something else with my life. Like, cause you know, I've already given, uh, five years to it. And if we can't make it now, probably wasn't meant to be, or like, I, I need to learn more about this, uh, business and, and how to yeah. uh, survive in it. So, you know. It, I think it was just that situation, uh, no profits mm -hmm. and just a lot of hustle. Uh, and it was that last attempt that, okay, let's go all in. I don't think there was any other motivation outside of that. I didn't see, hear any word. It was just that intuition from inside uh, that, yeah. you know, this should work and let's go all in. How would you define a productized service? I'd say as the name suggests, uh, it is a service but it should feel like a product. Like, you know, when you buy a product, you typically know the pricing, right? It's not like you, uh, it's usually with the service, you don't know the pricing. It depends on, you know, what, but the product, you, you know the price, right? You know the features uh, that are of a product before you buy it. Uh, just like that, like th that's my definition of it is like uh, whatever service you have, it should be packaged, marketed and delivered like a product, right? And then that's a productized service. So in our case, for example, yeah. uh, it, we package it like, uh, oh, this is a WordPress white label service with our base plan. You get two hours every day and you pay 500 bucks a month for that, right? So you mm -hmm. know that what you're just like a product, you know how much you're paying and you know exactly how much uh, and what in return you are getting. There is no surprises. There is no other price. So very, uh, very fixed pricing, transparent prices, you can say. Uh, and like a product, if you buy, you know, iPhone and you go home and you open that box and it will be iPhone in there, right? Like not something else Like you know what you're getting <laughs> yeah. just like that yeah. as an agency. Then if they come to us and they say, Hey, can you help me with the Shopify task? Well, no, sorry, we can't, right? Like back in the agency days, we would have because our team members, the developers, they may know Shopify from their previous job experiences, right? So we may know yeah. how to do it, but we'll still tell them, no, that's something we can't do. So basically what I'm trying to say is a fixed scope that, you know, you need to have a fixed scope, just like if a product has a features, then your service has a features too, and you can't go outside of that, right? Uh, and that's what uh, I call it a productized service. That's super clear. And so it sounds like you went pretty dramatically over to that, uh, that sort of end of the spectrum where it was, you were doing custom services all the way doing, all the way to the other end of the spectrum, doing productized services at that point. Did you just turn away custom projects or was it kind of more of an evolution where as you were building up the productized service part of the business that you would do less of the custom work or how did that work? Uh, no, we, we uh, partnered up with a couple other agencies and we started referring clients and yeah. uh, other business to them. Uh, and we had that affiliate relationship with them. It was, you know, uh, 
so th th yes, it, it was that. We kept about seven clients uh, that were like clients that would not go away. I mean, you know, th those weren't clients anymore at that point. They were friends and yeah. they just loved working with us. Uh, so we kept about seven and everybody else, any new business. Uh, we shut down the website. So there was no old website. It, it redirected to Unlimited WP. So there was no old business. Uh, just those seven uh, clients and and because mm. we didn't want it to get rid of that team that we had uh, that were serving those clients and that those were not a WordPress those were more enterprise type softwares that we had built so now you know uh, those clients were really I mean the reasons they had given us those big projects and we built this big uh, software is their businesses run on it uh, so you know we kept that and to date we still have that unit uh, uh, we still have same number of people we had in 2018 so those are some seven guys we have uh, serving those used to be a seven clients over the years, uh, two are left now. So, you know, others we have told them we don't do this anymore and slowly one by one are leaving. Uh, and there are two that would just not uh, uh, leave us. I, I mean, those are awesome clients. We don't want to leave them either. Sure, of course. Uh, why would you Why would you not continue to work with them in that case? Um, no. In the early days when you were building out these productized service, the, the two hours of WordPress per day or whatever it was at that time, how did you get the pricing and the packaging right? Like, how did you figure that out? Was it experimentation? Did you get it right the first time? Or how did you approach the right packages to sell or the, the productized service? Uh, we did got it right for the first time. Uh, but I don't want to say we were expert or anything. Maybe we were just lucky. Uh, to date, we have same, same packages, same price. It, we have not changed same. the pricing since. Same one. Uh, it's <laughs> you been, got it right. Uh, yeah, it's been a little over three years. Uh, same price, same package, same deals. Nothing has been changed uh, on that. Uh, so yeah. uh, I, I think I want to say we were lucky because you. you yeah. it, it, I don't think that usually happens, right? You just put it. It, it just clicked. It just clicked with the market. Uh, we had done it from our because uh, even before launching that, it wasn't that we were first time we'll be working with agencies. Right? At that point, we were already working with agencies. We were charging them and we knew how, you know, what, what price point they would uh, be happy with it that works for uh, our marketing team where they can generate leads, where we are not overcharging, undercharging, those uh, sort of things. Uh, because we also have to be conscious that our team is in India. So people have that mindset, well, oh, that, that's got to be cheap, right? Uh, so it's not uh, that the pricing should correlate to those factors too. Uh, so in that case, it's just worked out for us now. Uh, how did we package uh, those is the sort of the core of the productized was reoccurring revenue, right? That's why we were doing that. Uh, and mm. if it, we wanted reoccurring revenue, one thing was clear, we can't do anything one time. And you wouldn't believe how many people we turn away every day because they have one-time need. Like there's this agencies, they're ideal client, but they otherwise they're covered. They don't need our help, but they just have this one-time project, right? And we're like, sorry, we don't do one time. That's probably... Uh, daily we tell somebody that sorry we can't work with you because we just don't do one time and we are so mm -hmm. tempted to do it right like oh we are letting you go uh, marketing guys are like can we just take them because you know we are working so hard in getting these leads <laughs> to the business and you're just turning them away uh, and that you have done that since the day one is like no minimum criteria to work with us is your agency should be at a point where you at least have two hours of help that you need right so you at least should have 10, 20 clients, and if you have 20 websites, then, you know, there's going to be enough work every day, uh, at least two mm. hours. Right? That's a minimum criteria. And the reason to do that is if you don't do that, then we would have agents high uh, churn rate, right? They would come on right. the service, uh, they'll use it, they'll leave, they come on, they'll leave. We, we don't want that. 
so uh, so we, we packaged it in a way where it's a minimum two hours and then it's two hours four hours eight hours there's no upper limit uh but yeah th th that's how we basically really packaged it in the increment of two hours how do you market your services your productized services to agencies today how do you how do you grow the business uh google ads uh facebook ads uh lead magnets you know with the same mm. things that i was mentioning we were trying in 2018 it's just that yeah. back then they didn't work and now it works because when people see us uh it's a product, right? So they see the price, they, see, they know what they're getting. Uh, and all we have on the website is book a demo call and people book those demo calls. And then, you mm -hmm. know, we get on a call and we show them uh, how the service works. Uh, and it's not just that the, the packaging, uh, as I say, like the marketing wise, it's productized, uh, but then internally how we deliver it, that's also very productized too. There's a system where they get on, they create tasks for us and we are very, uh, systematic way of how those tasks task get assigned to the devs, uh, how we work them, how we deliver them, right? And we show them actually like how the and they, usually uh, ninety percent of the time the agency is blown away. Uh, and one of the reasons they're blown away is they're like, oh, I want to do something like this too with my business because uh, they business. are like two thousand eighteen yes. version of me. Uh, so they're oh, <laughs> this is cool. I you know I want to do something and 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 yeah. that 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 works for us. Do you do any kind of outbound sales and marketing or is it mostly uh, digital marketing lead magnets? Uh, we are trying some outbound right now and mm -hmm. like right now, right now, uh, yeah. even we just started do, using this AI tool, uh, okay. which got us a few leads in last week. We, we just started using it since last Monday. Uh, so, so far it, it's, it's not working. So, I mean, it's maybe it's early uh, days, but so far it, that, that is not working uh, for us because the agencies, that audience, they get reached out by so many people selling yeah. them so many things, right? Uh, yeah. That's why it's kind of tough audience and they're the one who help their client do outbounds and things like that too, right? So it's, it's <laughs> their detector, their light detector is like, yeah. it, it's hard yeah. to uh, get past that. And are you still spending time in online forums and communities where agency owners hang out? Is that still a thing you do? Uh, yes, but probably not as much as what we used to do before uh, because we then, you know, when the ads were working out, because, uh, you know, we're selling product as well, service, but a productized service. So uh, just, the, you know, when the ads work, you kind of get lazy. Uh, I'll admit that, uh, that, yeah. you know, oh, this is straightforward. Let's just spend money on the ads and, and you're getting this business. Uh, but now uh, we are at a point where, you know, right now, if you were to ask me, yes, then we are reevaluating how we are doing marketing. And if we were to scale things from this point on to uh, something you did at the yourself, you did at the Scorpion, right? Like that mm. kind of growth we want to go through. Then we are reevaluating everything we do in the marketing. Yes. Sure. Well, you mentioned something earlier on, which is lifestyle. And part of the desire, what I heard you say is, part of the desire for starting this business was to have the lifestyle that you want. And um, growth for growth's sake doesn't always necessarily support a, uh, a balanced lifestyle. I'm using the word balanced, but it is, uh, you could get overly indexed on growth and I've seen that happen. It yeah, just depends uh, on what you want. <clears throat> yes, and, and you shouldn't lose a sight to that, right? Like uh, you shouldn't forget, like that's what you wanted. Uh, and in a way, that's what I'm satisfied with where we are right now. It's because sure. I... Uh, personally speaking, personal lifestyle, I, I have what I exactly wanted, yes. Yeah, that's beautiful. 
So what would you say to an agency owner that is the 2018 Ronick who is not living the lifestyle that they want yet, and they're passionate about making that happen? They're thinking about exploring this idea of not only verticalizing, but also focusing, uh, doing productized services. What advice would you have for them uh, or your, your younger self um, right now? Uh, two words, try it. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, just, just go ahead and try it. It works. I think there's right now we're in a really good just market situation where the productized services uh, are getting popular day by day. Uh, and mm -hmm. if you want to give it a shot, it's it's amazing. There, it's not like there are no cons of going productized. There definitely are. But if you are you know study them and if you're okay with those, uh, then definitely this is a good time to uh, try it. Uh, if, even if not productized, at least going you know vertically being focused. Uh, mm -hmm. You're just gonna thank yourself, uh, like I'm thinking now uh, in the future. Uh, that you know you that would help you to get what you were talking about the balance, right? Like that would help you. Uh, otherwise, you're just putting too many and too much energy uh, into just make you know survive in that generic world. Uh, and you know, I, I know everybody thinks that oh well, it's just this year or it's just next year, and then I'm gonna make it, and then I'm gonna make it, right? Uh, <laughs> but but that I mean, for, for most people, that never ends, right? And that's what we have seen, right? There are so many podcasts, there are so many uh, these conferences you can go and talk to people, and and you'd see that. Uh, so I would say just accept that fact, right? Like you don't have to fight that. I just accept that by going vertical or buying productizing, you're making it easier on yourself. What would be a small step that they could take in that direction? What's the first step that they should do? I usually just find a niche, right? Like uh, mm -hmm. find a market, find a one market that you like to work with. Yeah, beautiful. Um, what are... You mentioned that there's, it's not all roses as far as productizing uh, your service. What would be some of the downsides or some of the challenges that come along with that? There's always FOMO uh, of like fear mm -hmm. of that. Oh, I'm, I'm not, oh, we could be a lot bigger if we were to do Shopify or if we were to be a lot bigger if we also offer design, right? Like there's always that fear that we could have been bigger if we did that. Uh, that that's just, I mean, it, it's a small one, but you do always... Uh, the, not from me personally, but I hear that from the team a lot too. Like, hey, why can't we do this too? Why can't I? And I'm like, how do I explain you that? No, we can't. Uh, we shouldn't, right? Uh, and they and I tell them, well, we'll do that when we cross. We have hundred people, right? Then we can we have enough manpower to do it. And now that we are at hundred, they ask me, and I tell them, well, we'll do it when we reach to two hundred, right? So, uh, but the fact is, I don't really want to do it because uh, you're a so disciplined. I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah, your your level of discipline of sticking to. Uh, saying no to all the wrong things and saying yes to only the right things. I think that's really, that's really commendable. Yes, because <laughs> the, the, the WordPress is so big, it powers like 40% of the internet websites, mm. right? And the yeah. thousands of agencies. So what we have, that's like nothing. We could just grow so much into where we are. So we don't really need to offer anything else. We could just keep getting better at what we are uh, doing. So th that's one thing. Uh, second is uh, with the productizing, in a way, it is a commodity, right? Like there's a lot of coaches out there. They talk about value pricing. Uh, here, there is you're not really value pricing. Uh, the work we deliver to agency, sometimes, you know, those are Fortune 500 clients uh, that those agencies have and they have us do something that let's say we charge them 300 bucks for it uh, that we could have charged them uh, 
uh, 20 grand for it, right? Like it was that important for, so, but there, no, we only get 300 for that. So the, the, you don't get that value pricing. You're more in the commodity. Uh, I would say that that's one of the biggest uh, disadvantage. And that's something, uh, what I said earlier, that learn about the cons and you should be all right with it. Uh, so I'll say those two big things, like fear of that, you would have to always resist yourself and say, keep saying no. Uh, and second is you are into that commodity type of uh, pricing, right? So you have to understand uh, that market more uh, and, and work uh, accordingly. And just two more questions for you. Uh, yeah. First off, what is your vision for uh, Unlimited WP? What's the future look like? Uh, we want to help uh, 3,000 agencies by 2027. Mm. That's uh, uh, those agencies. And we want to get more... Uh, we are productized and we want to stay productized, but there's a point uh, at uh, at which we want to stop and rather just adding more agencies, like actually investing more time into, uh, you know, because I hear this, a lot of people have this awesome taglines, right? Oh, we want to help, for example, us, we want to help agencies grow profit, save time and scale there, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a nice tagline and everything, but ultimately we are just selling them WordPress, right? Uh, and we feel like we do do that, right? And we genuinely want to uh, spend more time in making mm -hmm. sure that they are becoming more profit. Because I, you know, as I was saying, like I'm happy with where I'm right now, and those agencies that I'm helping, I can see my past self there. Uh, not all of them. There are all others that are extremely successful even beyond uh, where we are right now. But there, there are a lot. Uh, there are small, uh, and we want to find more ways to help them uh, just grow. So, so that 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 that's a market because that's a people that I really connect with those agency owners. Uh, so yeah. just keep helping uh, uh, that audience. And then what is your personal motivation? Uh, it's the people. It's the people. Mm. It didn't start it out that way, but from the last uh, two years or so, uh, you know, before the motivation was just like money or business or success. And now it has become just like people. Uh, just the, I'm not an extrovert person. Uh, but I do feed off people's energy, uh, just seeing people happy, excited, just working together to make something. Uh, th I think that, that that's that's been my motivation lately. That's awesome. Ronick, where can people reach out to to connect with you? Yeah, you can check us out at unlimitedwp.com or find me on LinkedIn, R-O-N-I-K, Patel, P-A-T-E-L. Yes, uh, do reach out. Uh, on the site, we put a lot of material for uh, just agencies and stuff. We're about to put this guide uh, on e-commerce, uh, how to you know improve your e-commerce, like a no BS guide. Uh, not not uh -huh. the stuff that we will just talk about, like really, really thought out guide on how you can improve performance of your e-commerce websites if you have a clients in that space. So yeah, uh, on Unlimited WP is the best place. Got it. And that's where that, um, that, uh, that e-book will be? Yes. Okay, beautiful. That's super valuable. Thank you so much for joining, Ronick. Thank you, Corey, for having me. All right, folks, that's it for today. I'm Corey Quinn, and I hope you join me again next time for the Vertical Go-To-Market Podcast. If you receive value from the show, I would love a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks, and we'll see you soon.